Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Good morning, I'm Jacob Johnson, and today is Father's Day. And I thought, what better way to honor Father's Day than to talk about something that most dads love doing, and that's fishing. And with fishing, you have fish, and that's where I'm going to focus on. But before I get there, I have a, a Father's Day story to tell. So every summer, I love going to church camp. And there's a couple reasons for that. And one reason was my, my dad would be there and he'd wake me up super early along with other campers and we'd watch the sun rise. And we'd just sit there in the presence of God and we'd do a devotion right there as the sun's rising. But one day through that week, we'd, he'd just wake up just me and we'd go out and we'd go camping, uh, go sit down by the pond and we'd fish. Now my dad's not an outdoorsman by no means. And he'd just sit there because he knew I enjoyed fishing. And we'd sit there and we'd talk about God. And it was right there that God said that he was going to use me. So when I think about fish, I think about failures, imperfections, sin, and history. And when I think about failures, I have a definition here for you guys. And a failure is an imperformance of something due to require or expected, which means you missed the mark, right? So you, you missed the mark, and right there, you know, you did. A lot of times it happens in school. Your grades, you, you didn't do so well on a test, and you failed it. Uh, I have many of those. But when I think about failures, I think about uh, Simon Peter. I think about a story found in Luke chapter 5. So if you turn there, uh, we'll start in verses 1 here in a second. And failure in my life, uh, sometimes I feel like a failure because I didn't finish school in college. I feel like a failure sometimes as a parent because I can't just go out and get whatever I want to for my kids. But Peter here has a way bigger thing to feel like a failure. And so it reads like this. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, or the lake of Galilee. And he, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your net for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners to the other boat, 
for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions, because of the catch of fish which he had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear from now on, you'll be catching men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Now, when I read this, it doesn't do any justice. I don't get a great picture of this at all. But there's a TV show called The Chosen One, and they have a great scene of this, these verses right here. So I have this clip I want you guys to see. Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. But we've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. That's your word. My brother and the baptizer. 
You are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, how sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. Anything you ask, I will do. Now, watching that, that beginning, you know, where Jesus is saying, go ahead and cast out, you can just see the, the look on Peter's face. And he is, he just has this dis, just disbelief. He didn't want to go out anymore. He already was out all night and didn't catch anything. And so then he gets out there and they throw the nets in and you know what he does. Just like most kids do to their dads when their dad tells them to do something, he gives that look. It's just not working. And I love that Jesus turns and gives the look right back and then the boat starts tipping over. Now, if you've follow Peter's story any further, you'll, you'll run into the part where he ends up denying Christ three times. Which leads me to imperfections. And the definition of an imperfection is imperfected detail. Flaw, the quality, or condition of being imperfect. And you know, there, there is a lot of imperfection throughout the Bible. You know, God used imperfect people. You know, Abraham, he was super old. Elijah, he was suicidal. Joseph was abused. I mean, he was sold to slavery. Job was bankrupt. Moses, he couldn't speak. And if you don't believe me, in Exodus chapter 4, Verse 10, when uh, God was calling Moses, he, he, Moses had a list of things he gave him. But this is what Moses said. Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. I, I've been there. Uh, I felt like I didn't, I didn't have the right words or I couldn't use the right words because I had a speech impediment. And that's right where Moses was right here. He, he felt like he wasn't like, worthy enough to be being used by, by God. So you got Moses who couldn't speak. You have Gideon who was afraid and Samson who was a womanizer. Rahab who was a prostitute, the Samaritan woman who was divorced. And this one here strikes me odd. Noah was a drunk. Jeremiah was really young. Jacob was a cheater. He also wrestled with God. David was a murderer. Jonah ran from God. And I know I've ran from God, and it's not a good sight. Naomi was a widower. 
Peter, as I just said, denied Christ. Martha worried about everything. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and was money hungry. The disciples fell asleep while praying. And then there's Paul. And we'll get to Paul here in a little bit. But imperfections. I, I have imperfections in my life. I mean, I, I, I've had that same talk like I read Moses to God, and God said, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll make sure it happens. You know, I, I said, I don't have enough knowledge to be able to stand in front of people and talk. And you know what God did? He sent books. And he, he sent people in my life to get me on that beaten path that I need to to, to fill that knowledge up. You may feel like... Uh, your imperfections are going to keep you from it. But I mean, I'm, I read off that exhausted list and those are some really serious things that these people were flawed with. You know, along with that comes along in our imperfections, we also have sin. And sin is any act regarded as such a transgression, especially a sin, willful or deliberate violation of some religious or moral principle. You know, we're all we're all sinners. But where did sin sin start? You know, the the first sin we can find in Genesis chapter 3. I think I, I think you all know where I'm going, but this is Adam and Eve, right? I'm going to re read verses 1 through 19 to you now. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree, but in the middle of the garden, God has said, Who shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die? The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate. And she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Then their eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. In the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God among the trees of the garden. Then to the Lord God called to the man, and he said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I command you not to eat? The man said, the woman who have, you gave to me, be with me. She gave me from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. 
The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are, are you more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat. In the days of your life, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and he shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth, and pain you will bring forth children. Yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I command you, saying, You shall not eat from, cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it. All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will be eat bread, till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now, now you see that right there? Because God commanded them not to eat from the tree. And they chose to eat from the tree. They, they cursed, God cursed the land, made childbirth hard on, on women because they decided to sin. And, you know, sin's something that hard people don't want to talk about. And when I think of sin, like, Sometimes I think about those thoughts that people have, but they don't, you know, say they've had those thoughts. Like the thought of, oh, I just wish that person would just die, and oh, I wish I had that car. You know, where, where is your heart when those thoughts are coming through? Is your heart still having those same thoughts? Are you, are you still in the process of sinning? And our sin can keep us from the glory of what God wants us to do unless we turn and repent. But without knowing what our history is, how will we know what to do there? And so the, the definition of history here is uh, the branch of knowledge dealing with past events. Right? And so throughout the Bible, there's numerous great things that tell stories of history of people you know, when you open up Matthew, you get the, the entire tree of Jesus almost. Uh, so if you, if you open up into Acts, my, my, my guy that I, I love using about history is Paul. You remember I went through that on that list, and I had Paul, Paul on there, and I said, uh, we'll get there later. Well, Paul was originally named Saul, right? Well, in Acts chapter 8, I'm going to tell you what Saul really was up to. Saul was in a hearty agreement with putting him to death. And on that day, great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Some devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentations over him. But Saul began to ravaging the church, entering house after house, and dragging off men and women, he would put and put them in prison. Let me tell you what Saul was really doing here. He was going house to house to find the Christians. And he was murdering Christians. 
So here's Saul, right? And then we re- read further on, and now we have this guy named Paul, and he's writing all these letters to us. And Paul is the front line, on the front line of Christianity, right? And he's spreading, spreading the word to every corner you can. While sitting in prison, he's writing letters. But I know that I have history. You know, things I did yesterday is my history. Things that happened five years ago is my history. And there's things that's happened in my, my past that, you know, I'm not proud of, but it's there. So we, we've talked about failures. We've talked about imperfections. We've talked about sin. And we, we've covered history. But there's something great here. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, Jesus says, follow me, and I'll make you fisher of men. And that's, that's, that's where I want to sit right now, okay? Jesus is calling us all to be fisher of men. If you think, think over into Matthew chapter 28, he has the great commission where it says, go forth to all the nations and spreading the word, right? He's wanting us to go out and catch the men. You know, I told you we're going to fish. We're not fishing for fish. We're fishing for the men. And God wants to use you for his glory. God wants to use you and what you've been through to help someone else that's been there. If you're feeling like you need to come lay your life down your failures, your imperfections, your sins, and your history down before Christ, I would invite you to visit tbccentralia.com slash next and find what the next steps are. Because God wants to use you, and I know someone is feeling that call in their heart right now. Now, please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I pray that you, you stir the hearts. You know, it's all about where your hand's at. And I pray that you, you have them lay down their failures, their imperfections, their sins in history. I, I, I ask that you take all that and you use it for your glory. Because without, without your hand and all that... Uh, Someone trying to just move forward just won't work. They need your hand and your guidance. I ask that you uh, watch over everyone that gets to hear this message. I ask this in your name. Amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.